Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. 780-496-0063. We'll uh, get to several topics that have uh, sort of come across the text line on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. Same number, 780-496-0063. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Brendan, I know there was a, I believe it was Rick Dollywall said yesterday that uh, Edmonton was amongst the teams uh, that were looking at uh, Jake Vertanen as a potential uh, PTO option. Uh, that is an interesting, and and again, the orders do not have a lot of cap space. Now, some people have said, is it still possible that yes, a Poliarvi could be traded? Potentially, you don't see a lot of trades at this time of year, right before a training camp. Um, but the orders are in a different position where there are players looking for PTO deals, especially veteran players that would be willing to come to a team that's perceived as a top six team. Any cons- I, I want to know, does anybody, you know, David Staples talked about this last week. Are there people concerned out there that we're going to replicate what happened back in 17-18, or is this a completely different team? For me, it's a completely different team, okay? Uh, Cam Talbot had played a ton the year before. The orders were somewhat unproven with a backup goaltender, Jack Campbell, and... Stuart Skinner, I think there's a fair amount of confidence that Stuart Skinner is probably going to be a better goaltending prospect long-term than Laurent Brassois, who was Talbot's understudy that year. Andre Sekera was hurt uh, back uh, for the 17-18 season after being basically the team's number one D-man. I think the Oilers' defense, now Darnell Nurse had an injury as well, but he's going to be ready to go here for the start of the season. So I guess the question is, any concerns are the Oilers at a completely different place? Do they have a deeper team? Now we need to get to some text because there are a lot of those. But again, you can reach us. You can call in at 780-496-0063. Daily Doug has texted the show. Bob, I promise to never call again after Taylor Hall was traded. I am a man of my word. But the Oilers, says Daily Doug, are cup contenders. With a question if goaltending is good enough, need depth scoring beyond past years from third and fourth and some toughness, 
And the real question is, can they compete without having a true number one defenseman? That one comes to us from Daily Doug. Again, he says the Oilers are cup contenders. So some of you said, hey, whatever happened to Daily Doug? He has the Oilers as a uh, potential cup contender. Anthony from Medicine Hat has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Colorado, Tampa, Carolina, Edmonton, the Rangers, and maybe Florida or Calgary. That is the top six teams in the league. So he's saying Edmonton is in the top six. Uh, hmm. Again, you can. Uh, Jesse has a wild one. This is this is bizarro hour. Jesse from Kelowna has texted us. He says, Bob, I think we need to improve our right wing. Hear me out. Somehow talk Washington in a trade for Tom Wilson. Well, Wilson's got an injury right now. We give up Ryan Nugent Hopkins in a first-round pick for Tom Wilson. That would boost our right side and then give Washington a center to play uh, until uh, Backstrom returns for injury. Well, do they not have Kuznetsov? Is he not the guy that plays more with Ovi anyways? Another texter out of Edmonton has reached out on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and says, so is the Kane news uh, dead? It's all you talked about last week, but nothing now. Is he still a possibility or maybe midseason? I thought it was two weeks ago we talked more about Patrick Kane. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are going to start the year of Patrick Kane, and he's going to get the lay of the land as to see who's good, and he'll decide where he ultimately goes. And I would suggest to you that Colorado is in a very good position on Patrick Kane. That would be my guess. Uh, Bob, regarding Larry Murphy, while I'm no Maple Leafs fans, how many cups did Justin Schultz win after the Oilers fans drove him out of town? Just saying. Was it the fans that drove Justin Schultz out of town? I mean, there were a couple of media guys that were critical of him. I don't know if they're, I don't know if the fans necessarily uh, drove Justin Schultz out of town. Hmm. Uh, this texter comes in out of Edmonton. Bob, why is everybody saying trade Jesse? Why not trade Derek Ryan? Says the texter. Where, where did it go? Okay, who uh, won't be back anyway. Use that money to sign McLeod and have about $500,000 in extra money. Well, McLeod's getting signed. Like, why, do people, why are people concerned that McLeod's not going to get signed? Ken Holland said on the show he'll be at training camp. The fact that it's gone, that like he he's going to sign a one-year deal, and then it'll be tougher to get him signed next year. And, and yes, the Oilers offered the McLeod camp a two-year deal, okay, at roughly the same number that his brother Michael got. They, his his agency didn't take that deal, so I don't know. It's it's crazy. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six eight. Mark wants to know how can Arizona still afford a team of four uh, forty five hundred fans. Well, probably because they get substantial money, substantial money in revenue sharing, and that helps them uh, offset things during this challenging times. Uh, Bob and Brendan says, Andy, the carpet guy, the 2002 Oilers are the best Oilers team since 2006. I'm all in on Jake Vertanen. The Oilers need another competitive right wing, not moving Jesse at this time. That one comes to us from Andy, the carpet guy. A texter out as Chris from Saskatchewan says, what's going on with Evander Kane and his arbitration? I haven't heard anything about it. I thought it was supposed to be last month. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Well, to be honest, Brendan, there's been no news on Evander Kane. 
is the arbitrator back from vacation yet or what's what's going on <laughs> uh bob a third line of holloway ryan nugent hopkins and vertanen would be unreal get patrick kane at the deadline and we're making a run that one comes to us from brandon from windsor brandon how much would you be willing to give up to get patrick kane at some point during the season You know what? I think certainly this year's first. Yep. Certainly. I'd be willing to give up one of the defense prospects. Yeah. Absolutely. If Pugliarvi's still on the team, I think I include him in that deal. I think yep. that that would be a request for sure. I bet, you, I bet you you give up four assets, four pretty quality assets for Patrick Kane, even at 33 years old. And to be honest with you, like, would I do that to see if this team is in a position to win come March 1st? Do it. Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. You got to take a swing. I think it's going to cost five assets because I think you're going to need another asset to go to another team like Arizona. And remember, Kane's two point nine million in real dollars this year, so they would have to eat a portion of that money for the Oilers to be cap compliant. He's a ten and a half million dollar cap hit. So let's operate under the guise of a number one and Pulleyarvi at minimum to start a B defense prospect, a B forward prospect going to Chicago, and then an additional pick, probably a third or fourth going to a team like Arizona to make it work. Would you do that for Patrick Kane? Yeah. I, now, I don't know if Chicago would do that. I mean, I can't figure, you know, I can't figure Chicago out. Like, I look at the Kirby Doc deal, and I didn't really get that from the Blackhawks. Like, isn't you just drafted a guy third overall a couple of years ago. He's only accrued two NHL seasons, but they elected to punt on Kirby Doc and and add a thirteenth overall pick in that trade. Like I, I didn't, and it just to me I didn't get that one at all. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. West says Bob, you seriously need to stop hyping up Darnell Nurse. He's overrated, and the funny part is he's making more than Makar, who's the best defenseman in the world. I guess the Oilers will be stuck with this hideous contract for years to come. And don't forget that Nurse is injury prone. He's injury prone. And is Makar the best defenseman on earth, or is he just the defenseman that puts up the most points? Yeah. Uh, just Doug text. Oh, I, Kale Makar is pretty good. Just Doug has texted us to say, Bob Daily Doug is spot on with the Oilers' main problem. They don't have a true number one defenseman. I'm not a Nurse hater. Far from it. He's a solid number two defenseman. As I've texted you in the past, look at the two the Stanley Cup winners uh, pre 2006. Every every Cup winner had a Norris Trophy or, or uh, runner up finalist. That one comes to us from Just Doug. Uh, Matt S. says, Bob, regarding the Oilers' right-wing pool, isn't the real question is if JP is staying. If he stays, then we don't have a... uh, If he stays, don't we have a decent right-wing pool? That one comes through us from Matt S. Well, you'd have Hyman, Pogliarvi, Yamamoto, and Derek Ryan as right-wings right now. Now, Ryan can also play center. Again, you can text us at 780-4960. Whoa. 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 Josh. Cool it. Chill, man. What are the odds the Oilers can lock up Evan Bouchard on an eight-year, $6 million a year contract? What? You think it'd be that high? It's $48 million for Evan Bouchard. Maybe it is. I mean, what do they do if he gets 55 or 60 points? Well, that's my question, too, is if he puts up 18 or 20 goals and, and 35 or 40 assists, you've got a bit of an expensive problem on your hands. 
Uh, hey, just Doug, you spell number one defenseman Bouchard, B-O-U-C-H-A-R-D. Wow. Uh Mark in St. Albert says, Bob, enough of the run pull Yarvi out of town talk. If he plays like he did in the first half of last season, then he'll be a huge asset. I'm tired of all the pull Yarvi hate, especially lately from your show. Give the kid one more chance for Mark in St. Albert. I, I think in fairness, Paul Yarvi's had a fair amount of chances. Here's the trick with Paul Yarvi, cap space. You weaponize cap space, okay? He's a $3 million cap hit. 4.3% shooting percentage in the final 37 games last season. There's no way he's going to shoot that low again, and we all know it. Jonathan Willis just wrote a piece about how guys get overpaid, overpaid off high percentage shooting percentage seasons. Some would say this would be the wrong time to trade Pugliarvi. But we don't know what went on internally between Pogliarvi and the exit interviews at the end of the season and Pogliarvi's representatives and the Edmonton Oilers. So we'll have to wait and see how this situation plays out. 12.45 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1248 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. You can keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line at 780-496-0063. Wow. I cannot read this text that just came in out of Edmonton about Yessa Uh it's, you know, it's just never ending. But let's do this. We're going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Chris on line number one. Hello, Chris. You're in Oilers now. Hey, Bob. How are you doing today? Good. What's up? Well, I've, uh, first off, uh, you know, definitely appreciated the show all summer. It's definitely made it, uh, the anticipation for the season uh, much more, uh, it's, driving me nuts we still got five more weeks to wait till season opener but uh we're getting closer yeah but uh i got the i i was going got back to your tweet on you know player predictions of who's gonna get how many goals and stuff i'm gonna this might be a hot take but i'm gonna go with it anyways there's gonna be minimum five players mcdavid nuge hyman kane and dry settle at least with 30 and three of them will hit 50 on the season. I see, as far as goals scored. Chris, you do realize we haven't had three. I think the Oilers is the only team that had three guys with 50 goals in a season ever, back in the mid-'80s. And Nugent Hopkins has never scored more than 28 goals in an NHL season in his career. I agree. This is provided everybody is at least healthy for the most part. Like, if you can play the majority well, if, if, of the if season, the Oilers end up with If the Oilers end up with three players with 50-plus goals and five with 30 or more goals, they're going to score a hell of a lot of goals. They're going to, like, they're going to, they're going to sort of, they're not going to get the 400 goals, but they're going to get the 300 if that happens. Like, I mean, that'd be 200, and, if you got 350 goal scores and 230 goal scores on top of that, that's 210 goals for five guys. That's a lot of goals. I, I agree. It's a lot of goals. But I look at the team and the offense that it brings, I don't see it being out of the realm of possibility. And here, here's one more for you. It's September 7th. We, I, want, I want somebody to mark it down. It's going to be an 06 rematch. Carolina, Edmonton in the Stanley Cup final this year. And Edmonton's going to get the redemption. 
this year. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. I hope that ultimately comes to fruition. Thank you for calling. 780-496-0063. That's a lot of goals. I mean, it is hard, realistically speaking, in this day and age. Now, goal scoring did go up last year. So there is that. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This text comes in out of Gord Oil. He says, Bob, you can't expect Pogliarvi to perform uh, at last year's start. He has played under that the rest of his time as an Edmonton Oilers uh, player. We want to push for the cup. There can't be any passengers. You can only expect uh, what he has given so far, and that is far too little. Gord Oil says, I'm moving on from that player if I were the GM of the team. Dan and Devin uh, says, uh, uh, Bob, do you think Ken Holland could get a second round pick for Paul Yarvey at the draft? I don't think so, to be honest with you. Maybe a late second coming up in this year's draft. I could see a late second, like 50, like Colorado's. You know who has Colorado's second, by the way, Brendan? Anaheim. Keep mentioning Anaheim, okay? Anaheim's a team. They use analytics. Dallas Aikens is a guy that's got analytics. He know, I can 100% guarantee you, that he knows that, yes, a Pugliarvi had a 4.3%. I can 100% guarantee you that he's aware of that statistic. Uh, anyways, could he, could they have gotten a second-round pick of the draft? Uh, not, not at this past year's draft. I don't believe that's the case. Wow, it started again, ain't it? All right, here let's let's move off yes of Pugliarvi and go to uh, Darnell Nurse. And, and by the way, I don't think the orders are going to end up with three. Uh, with all due respect to Chris, who took the time to call in, I don't see Edmonton um, having three fifty goal scores. I don't see anybody anymore having three fifty goals. I, I don't see. I mean, it's almost impossible for a team to have two fifty goal scores, isn't it? Like you would think, the way that goals are scored in the NHL, right? Like if you were putting up lacrosse scores every weekend and seeing the eight seven finals every sure. regular season game, absolutely, that's plausible because the talent is there, and I think that's really the argument that Chris was trying to make. Could those three players individually have that season? Absolutely. Is there going to be enough wealth to go around? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, the power. The one thing that the one one thing that's spiked and way higher is power play percentages are higher. The problem is there isn't the same amount of power plays in games anymore that there was back in the mid nineteen eighties. I'm just going to go back just for you know it's eighty three eighty four Edmonton Oilers. Um, they had three fifty goal scores. So Gretzky had eighty seven. Curry had fifty two. Glenn Anderson had fifty four. Eighty four eighty five. Just two. <laughs> they had two 70 goal scorers. Gretzky, 73. Curry, 71. Uh, maybe we'll go 82, 83. I know Gretzky had 92 that year, or 71 in uh, 82, 83. And the Oilers had four 40 goal scorers. Messier, was it 81, 82? Messier had 50, and Gretzky had 92. But Curry only had 32 that season. So move up to 85, 86. And the Oilers had 350 goal scores. Curry had 68, Gretzky had 52, Anderson had 54. I mean, that was the greatest, highest-scoring team of all time. Like, to have, in a time, you know, the Oilers scored 446 goals in the 83-84 season. So, 
it's I, I just I I like Chris's passion. I, I I love the now goal scoring is going up a little bit. Maybe there's an outside chance that this is something. Uh, Bob three times fifty goal scores. I'm a believer, but this guy should lay off the Kool Aid. Maybe you and him should try to figure out your issues together. I I don't see. Like I do think it's Paul. I, hey, I think McDavid and Drysaddle both will score fifty goals this year. I think Connor's going to get fifty. <laughs> uh, Bob, if Pulleyarvey is sunny in Vancouver, is taking time to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. If Pulleyarvey plays this year and gets forty-five points, like you said yesterday, how much of a return can you expect ne- next summer for Pulleyarvey? Still only a second-round pick. Yeah, the problem is you got to pay him. That's the problem. If he gets 45 points, he's going to get four-plus million, and he's not everybody's cup of tea. Let's zip off and go to Elvis, who's going to join us on uh, line number four. Hi, Elvis. How are you doing? Great, Bob. Loving the show. Getting ready for some hockey here. And, uh, you know, I just I just want to make a comment about the 2017-2018 yep. uh, team versus what we've got coming up this year. I think, number one, with uh, Leon and uh, obviously Mr. McDavid, they're going to be so much better and so much more prepared. Uh, Evander Kane, a lot of people out there whining, we have no toughness. Last time I checked, man, Evander Kane, uh, Brendan was just saying, he led the penalty minutes and led the playoffs in scoring. So the guy, the guy is someone that I, I wouldn't want to mess with. And I just, I just think overall, the Oilers are going to bring it this year. They're in that window. The Pooley haters, they're just some people that are making some justified stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like a scale. I'm in the middle. I, I am a Pooley fan, Bob, but I don't know what to do either. And I, I like your point you made. I think that's the problem, and I think you do have to weaponize cap space. So I think we yep. may see. I mean, I, I put it this way: by this time a year from now, I don't know if yes, Pulleyarvi is going to be on the team. I don't think you can. Like, I, I think you have to have a resolution to this. It's gone on for a while. So I'll be yep. intrigued to see. Elvis, thank you for the call. Great, Bob. Thank you, bud. Yep. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It is twelve fifty seven in Edmonton. A reminder that the Oilers now injury reports brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's just simple. James H. Brown. They're the best. That's all there is to it. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with David Staples. Call to hockey.